Welcome in to the podcast. This is Petty Page and the Cold Taker. That's Page Demacos, me, the sports page, and Fred, Old Takes Exposed, episode two. Uh, Fred, I'm happy we're back. We got a lot of good stuff today, like usual. And I love that Twitter's already started to pick up on like tagging us and things because that is the key to us having some unbelievable back and forth. So I'm super pumped about that. So thanks to everybody that started to tag me and Petty Page stuff because I've been getting tagged in a lot of stuff, which is great. Yeah, the participation is the best part. That really gets the best material because when people participate, it's just another set of uh, eyes and ears. Yeah. And we like to have thousands of them. Yeah, we like to have, we want everybody to be a part of the podcast. So uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can follow Fred at Freezing, at Old Takes Exposed and at Freezing Cold Takes on Instagram. You can follow me at the underscore sports page on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find us there. Uh, today's opening segment worth a mention is a poll question that we're going to link to this on both Instagram and Twitter, which I love. This is Fred's idea. Great, great question. I went back and watched the shots. So I'll let you intro this question because I think this is a, this is a really good, and I, and I'm not sure which way I'm going to lean. I have my initial reaction, but I had to watch the shots a couple of times to get to where I'm feeling now. Okay. Well, everybody saw this past, I think it was Friday night. Yes. Um, when Notre Dame played Mississippi State in the women's national championship game in college basketball. And there's a player for Notre Dame, Arike Angunbawale, mm-hmm. who had made a shot previously in the Final Four game to beat Connecticut, a three-pointer, at, at the buzzer or near the buzzer. And then this game, she made it pretty much at the buzzer another three-pointer to beat Mississippi State um, to win the national championship. So she had two game winners in two days in the final four, which is obscene. And when she made the shot, I tweeted, that's the greatest shot in all of life. And that was very hyperbolic. But, of course, I heard it even in my DMs from Philly people who, assumingly, are Villanova fans who – disagreed and would say Chris Chris Jenkins has a word to say about that and Chris Jenkins uh, if you didn't see and I posted it to my Twitter today uh, I am 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 shocked I am shocked that (laughs) Philadelphia fans were upset about something they never get upset ever yeah very sensitive very sensitive about about someone saying it was not that it was the greatest shot of all time Uh, the Chris Jenkins shot to win the national championship against North, North Carolina. Carolina. It was two, year, two years ago today in 2016. He had a three-pointer to beat North Carolina um, to win the national championship. And if you haven't seen both shots, they're all over the web. You can see it. But uh, I, it started to make me wonder what really is the greatest shot, at least in college basketball. Uh, and it, a lot of people have different opinions, but – I'd like to discuss, you know, what, which one was the greatest because it really depends on what you're looking at. If you're talking about the greatest game, the ending of the game, it's different. But yeah. if you're just talking about the shot in general, you could have a different opinion. So, so uh, what do you think, Paige? So, so here I will, because I think 
I'm going to focus just specifically on these two because the greatest shot of all time is like a topic for an entire podcast. So I'm just going to go specifically these two. So Mm -hmm. the reason why I give Arike the higher end is because she did it in back-to-back games. So that moment, while Chris Jenkins' shot was unbelievable, it it was a great shot, the fact of the matter is, this was a way bigger upset. Beating UConn in the final, beating UConn in general. Okay, let's just start there. Beating UConn in general is a bigger upset than anything that happened in the men's NCAA tournament. Anything that happened there, besides maybe one versus sixteen, UConn doesn't lose to anybody ever. It's on. Un- it, they're an unbelievable giant. So the fact that this team won two games back to back on buzzer beaters by the same player. And on their way there beat UConn, that moment to me, greater than sign what Chris Jenkins did. And, and it's, I'm not saying what Chris Jenkins did unbelievable. It was a great shot. But the fact of the matter is you have back-to-back games, back-to-back buzzer beaters by the same player. That moment to me, she looks at Kobe and goes, mama mentality. I mean, there's nothing better than that. And I think the reason that it maybe doesn't get as much plays because it's a women's final four, which I think is BS because that moment was huge. And the fact that they beat UConn is an unbelievable is way bigger of a deal than Villanova beating North Carolina. Those were two evenly matched, very good teams. It well, they beat Mississippi. Set. Well, they beat UConn in the first game of the final yes. four. And yes. then the second game, the Mississippi state shot to beat uh, Mississippi state was in the finals yes. to win it. So you're yeah. talking about both shots. Yeah, both shots, back-to-back. Back. Uh, That's why, okay. to me, that moment is 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 better because both you, – you have to consider that just two days, like a day prior, two days prior in the Final Four, she also hit a buzzer beater. So, to me, that moment is bigger because I'm watching every highlight that I've seen is both shots back-to-back. Back. You're not watching one shot. You're watching, oh, by the way, remember – 30 seconds earlier when she did this, basically, because in the news cycle, I mean, it was unbelievable that the same player hit two shots. I mean, she got mentions from everybody. Kobe mentioned it because it was a huge deal. Like, that's an, that's an unbelievable moment. Chris Jenkins, unbelievably great moment as well. But you have to give props to Enrique that she hit back-to-back buzzer beaters. That's why, to me, that, that's a greater sign there. Yeah, and this, this, your analysis actually brings the point of why it's such a hard thing to discuss because you, you're taking it from a holistic, yeah. more of a, a aggregate of everything that surrounded the shot um, in the past and everything, you know, taking all big picture perspective in terms of analyzing whether it's a great, the greatest shot. Yeah. You could also look at just the shot. For sure. Just the shot. So if you look at Agumbalale's shot, the degree of difficulty was significantly higher yes. than the Jenkins shot. It's almost to a point where you'd think she just chucked it up. Yeah. It and she like was that. real high in the air and it went in. And it was just like so unexpected that it would go in. It was just unbelievable. The Jenkins shot was different. The Jenkins shot was just a regular three-pointer where he was kind of open. Yeah. And, and, you know, you think Chris Jenkins probably shoot from three-pointers that year, 35 to 40%. Yep. So he was just shooting a shot, a regular shot, where it's 35 to 40%. And it was a tie game. And, um, and then Agumbawale on the other hand, probably shoots three-pointers way less. Yeah. So if, if she shot a regular three-pointer, she probably shoots it less than 30%, 30% maybe. His was even ridiculously harder. For sure. So I think that shot, in, from, from, the way, from analyzing it from that perspective, 
I think a good lot of shots better. 100%. But, but if you look at the game as a whole, the game, if you look at the ending of the, the UConn, I mean, the, uh, the women's game as opposed to the ending of the North Carolina. North Carolina game was an amazing ending because Marcus Page had just hit a three-pointer to tie, sure. which was a way harder shot. Yeah, what Jenkins 100%. Did. And um, so, so if you look at it from that perspective, you could put it as Jenkins' shot was, was, was more significant, maybe. Uh, so it's a, it's, a hard, it's a really hard thing to discuss, and I'm sure uh, people will have very strong opinions on it. And it's just one of those things that you have strong opinions on, and people argue, and there's really, sure. no, reason, there's really no reason to argue it. For me, I'm not, <laughs> for me, I'm not from any of these cities. I'm not, yeah. from, I'm not a fan of any of these teams, so I'm looking at it from a completely unbiased standpoint. I'm just saying one moment is greater than the other because the moment you have to ca- encapsulate everything that happened in that final four, and in that final four, the same player hit back-to-back three points yeah. in buzzer. Well, yeah. that's, I, don't, I don't know if that's even ever happened before in a final four like that. So to me, those moments give that a greater-than sign over what happened with Jenkins. Now, like I said, Philly fans are going to be pissed. What Jenkins did, <laughs> what Jenkins did was great. I'm not saying it wasn't great, but I'm I'm weighing the moment, and the moment to me was greater for the other side. So sorry, Philly. You can you can hit my mentions. That's fine. Uh, I know I know you guys are, I know you guys will be in them. That's that's good. The second the second thing here in our worth of mention opening opening segment here I want to talk about is an unbelievable troll job by the Atlanta Braves organist. So Bryce Harper is going to be a free agent in this upcoming off season. He has probably been, not probably is, he has been the most talked about free agent over the last two years. Um, speculation of huge numbers, uh, where he will go, who he's going to play for. Him and Chris Bryan are really good friends. They're both from Las Vegas. So there's been a lot of talk about the Cubs saving money this offseason, not paying Jake Arrieta, not paying some other players, and him going to Chicago. Along with the Yankees have been talked about a lot, but for sure those two markets have dominated the conversation. So what does Braves organist do? Bryce Harper comes to the plate, and he plays Go Cubs Go on the organ. And I have never – I laughed so hard listening to the replay, and I don't know how Bryce Harper – like he probably, I don't. I would love to talk to him and be like, "Did you, re- did you even realize what's going on in the background?" Because he probably, I don't know that he did. But that's an unbelievable troll job that I am here for. One because I'm a Cubs fan and I want Bryce Harper, but two because I would be appreciative of that troll job no matter who it was. Well, it may not. He may not have been trolling Bryce Harper. He may have been trolling the Nationals. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, go Cubs go. Do you think that Bryce Harper knows the song "Go Cubs Go"? Do uh, you think sure, he knows sure. it? He, so here's the great thing about that. Because he's been beaten by the Cubs in the playoffs, he definitely knows the song goes. Oh, yeah, because right after the, what happened, they, they play that right after they win the game, right? Sure do. Sure do. Oh, okay. And then okay. last, year, last year, if you recall, the Cubs played the Nationals to go to the NL, in the NLDS to go to the NLCS, and there were so many Cubs fans in Washington that brought W flags to the first game that Washington banned the W flag in the second game. Uh, it would not allow Cubs fans to come in with the W flag. So Bryce Harper definitely knows what Go Cubs Go is. Right. So that is that is highly entertaining to me. Highly. And 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 for the listeners, this W flag, I don't even know what, what it means, but it's something that the Cubs it's just a generic flag with a basic w. block of a W. Win. Yeah. And they just 
fly it around everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and that's just a Cubs thing. Yeah, it's a Cubs thing. We fly the W. It's a Wrigley. We fly thing. the W. It's a, it's the w a Wrigley thing. Win. So when you're okay. when you're when you're in Chicago and the Cubs win, you can look up and you can see the W flag flying. So yeah, you better believe, Fred, that the old Demaco Smith household has a W flag. That although uh, my significant other is a Yankees fan and I don't like to talk about it too often, the W flag does fly at the Demaco Smith household. Thankfully, I win. Well, that, the, I win Cubs, that the Cubs, the Cubs, the Cubs, Yankees. It's not that bad. It's no. not. Re- is it deserve? Does it even deserve a house divided? No, it doesn't even it, deserve a house divided format. No, not that's really. the biggest thing about rivalries. Marrying into rivalries does yeah. it deserve a house? Does it deserve a house divided format? Nah, because they don't have it. They don't have any rivalry now. No, now that both teams are good, say they play in the World Series. This if year, they play in the World other. Series, then you can get a house divided something. Yes. Yeah, I don't know about a floor map, but you can do a house divided meme. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I just want uh, the Cubs. I just want the Cubs in the World Series. Sorry, Yankees. Okay, you got to bring the pettiness. Rank the pettiness. You got. Okay. You got some great stuff here, and I'm gonna rank it. So what do we? Okay. Have? So here's moving into the next segment, which we call rank the pettiness, and Petty Page stars in this segment, <laughs> um, predominantly. Because she is the, the pettiest. Yes. Or she is a petty enthusiast. Yes. Petty okay. enthusiast. Love yeah, it. I like it. I like it. Okay. The first one comes from England. Essex, England. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the headline from the New York Post says, Newly single lotto winner flaunts $13 million prize week, weeks after breakup. So there's this man... Um, from Essex, England, he had a girlfriend who they lived together in a house and they broke up at the beginning of February and he moved out of the house. Okay. And a few weeks ago, which is about a month later after he moved out, he won $13 million in the lottery, which is about 9 million pounds in England. Okay. So this guy says to uh, a writer for the guardian, in um, the UK, let's be honest. If I was with someone and you've just split up and they go and win 9 million pounds in the lottery, you're going to be gutted, aren't you? He's he fla- taunting <laughs> the girlfriend. And then he said, when they asked if he was going to share any of it with her, he said, you never know. I might take her for a holiday or a meal. Oh my when, God! When when the when the mirror asked the ex girlfriend if she was happy for him, she shrugged and said, "I suppose so," but said that the ex boyfriend was out of order for assuming that she'd be upset. So it doesn't sound like she's so excited about either. No. Page Petty Page rank the pettiness from one to five. This gets a this gets a four from me. Not quite a five, but it's a four. It's up there. It's real high. Uh, if we started getting some tweets and some Instagram back and forth, it has the ability to be a five, one hundred percent. So I'm gonna have to do some investigation for my petty ratings. But uh, yeah, this is a good one from both sides, really. Uh, from both girl ex girlfriend and ex boyfriend. Love the ex boyfriend trolling. Love that. Very very much here for that. Also the pettiness of saying that she's probably going to be upset because let's be honest, we all know 
that she's upset that he won that money. 120. Yeah. There's no way that she's not. Well, she could. They just broke up. She could be. So let's say you have just a, you don't like him anymore. This boyfriend at all. Yeah. Right. It's easier to um, have the person that you you've been with for a long time and then don't like them win. than somebody who um, you just start seeing wins and they break up with you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because now you just know, like, okay, that guy sucked anyway. Yes. So what if he won the millions? I still don't want to be around him. Yeah, no, Because sure. you know that. So, I mean, it's clear. It's clear. No boyfriend who breaks up with the girlfriend and breaks her heart is flaunting the millions because they didn't want to be with the girl anyway. So this yeah. guy obviously was salty. Yeah, no, 100%. Salty as fuck. Yeah, that he very was salty. <laughs> salty, all caps AF. Yes, because if it, 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 that he got broken up with, and he certainly it said they broke up amicably. Bullshit. No this guy, bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, this guy, this guy got dropped, straight up dropped. Yeah. Because you don't flaunt that. If I broke up with somebody, uh, I'd feel bad. Yeah, no. Um, to he an extent, definitely... unless I broke up with them for cheating. But if yeah. I just broke up with them, I'd feel bad. I no, wouldn't just flaunt it. He's flaunting it because she broke up with him. And yeah, and he, she upset. broke his heart. And, he, and this is just a temporary cure because, you know, he's going to get break, broken up with again, probably. Because yep. he's just, not only is he the same dude, he's the same dude with money who is, seems like he's becoming a jerk. He's yep. letting it get to his head. Yeah, 100%. Sounds yeah, like a big yeah. jerk. That gets a four. What's the next Fuck one? Fuck this guy. Actually, no, he's a great guy. <laughs> All right. We hate him. Hate him. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to sports. Joel and Joel Embiid, who is probably one of the best athletes on Twitter there is. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's very he's very active. He's funny. Joel Embiid and Hassan Whiteside of the Heat uh, have had a kind of a rivalry for at least a year or two, where they've been kind of talking smack to each other. And when they play, they continue it. And Joel Embiid doesn't forget anything. No. He's probably one of the pettiest guys in the league. He takes I mean, all uh, the receipts. He takes all, yeah, the he takes all the receipts. Well, Hassan Whiteside, who hasn't been getting as much playing time lately for the Heat and is not happy about it, uh, said at a press conference last week, um, and, and this is from Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, a tweet from him. It, it said, Breaking. Whiteside said it's, quote, bullshit that Heat doesn't use him in late game situations when other teams go small. He's unsure of his future here, period, whoa, period. Joel Embiid liked the tweet from Barry Jackson. Then ESPN also tweeted... One of their one of these like graphics uh, yeah. that they do that. Well, Hassan Whiteside looking sad, standing, looking into the ground, and it has a quote that says, "Bullshit." This is from Whiteside. Bullshit. It's bullshit, man. There are a lot of teams that could use a center, and that's Hassan Whiteside. And then it says on the caption, "Hassan Whiteside is not happy about his reduced minutes." That tweet was also liked by Joel Embiid. Petty Page ranked Joel Embiid's pettiness for liking these tweets 
about Hassan Whiteside expressing his anger? This is an easy one for me. Five out of five. Jojo, Jojo is a notorious petty man. Okay, notorious. He's Very he's petty. prime petty. He is prime petty. He is he is up there with all time goals for having a guest on this show because I think he and I would just go toe to toe for pettiness and it would be unbelievable. And really, I'm team Jojo in dating Rihanna, so I just want to make that happen at some point. I'm just looking forward to that happening and. Joel is an unbelievable follow, just unbelievable. And this is just classic what I love from pettiness because it's not in your face. It is liking stuff is more inconspicuous. And it's the that pettiness to me is so funny. And the fact that he went and liked two separate quotes from two separate people makes me think that he might have even been Googling or, or Twitter searching Hassan Whiteside's name and then liking some of these tweets, which is unbelievable, very petty, very here for it. Five out of five, you go, JoJo. Love well, I, I, I'll tell you what I think happened, because this happens all the time with me. I get mentioned to everything. It's related to a cold take. Yes. So Philly fans know that Joel oh, yeah. Embiid yeah, the, and sure. Whiteside are – so anytime anything happens with Whiteside, it's bad. People will mention Embiid, oh, and he'll get a ton of mentions. He has, he has people doing all of his work. He doesn't love have it. to search Google. Twitter mobs. We love you. <laughs> mobs. All right. This is from um, the Canada News. Um, I don't know actually whether it's the Canada News. Let's see. Oh, it's the uh, – I have this from Twitter Moments actually. Twitter okay. Moments has, has given this to me. It's from Canada. And this is the last of the petty page, uh, rank the pettiness uh, stories. It, uh, the title says, a chef responds to vegan protesters by cutting up a deer leg in front of them. The co-owner of a Toronto restaurant responded to animal rights activists protesting outside of his restaurant by cutting up a leg of deer in front of them. The restaurant, Antler, is known for serving seasonal and wild foods that are native to Canada. Petty Page rank the pettiness of the chef cutting up... <laughs> A deer leg in front of the animal rights activists. Oh, my God. Can I give him a six out of a five? Like, this is unbelievable pettiness <laughs> level. This is honestly, this is what I'm here for. Twitter, I love you so much for giving me moments like this because these are the moments that Petty Page is here for. I am here for a chef totally not having any regard for these people and their lifestyle and actually giving them a big F you to their face by cutting up a deer leg in front of them. This is new levels of petty. This is what we should all strive for. This is greatness. This is, this is, I might have a petty hall of fame and I'll have people vote on it because this is the type of shit that we need for the petty hall of fame. This is, <laughs> now, this are is we, quality. This is quality. Are we celebrating this man? Yes. Are we celebrating, celebrating the pettiness? Him. Because, I'm, because the, I mean, the, the well, the, this one I get because these people are trying to take away his business. Yeah, that's And uh, so anyone's trying to take away your business. Now, I mean, the animal rights people um, think that he, it's, it's, just, it's a kind of a clash of beliefs, but you're still messing with his business. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, this is, this is what you call um, 
I guess, physical expression, pettiness by yeah. expression, pettiness, pettiness by, by expression, pettiness by expression. you know what else you can do? This, this falls into the category of ex-girlfriend at a bar who yes. broke up with you yes. making out with another girl in front of her. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's, that could be a, uh, that's expressionary pe- uh, expression, pettiness. pettiness by expression. Oh, also there is, um, let's say that a coach complains that a, uh, a, another coach runs up the score on him. The next game in football, they do a fake punt with up 30 with 12 seconds left in yep. the game. That's another one. That's why my boy it's, Tom, it, it's, it's why I wish my boy Tom Osborne was coaching Nebraska now because he loved running up the score. And my oh my, I can only imagine <laughs> what Twitter would do. They would hate. Tom Osborne needs to yeah, re- be running up the score. Spurrier the was great at it too. Love uh, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Spurrier was great at it too. And um, so, uh, yeah, so that that's a six. I mean, a you six can't... out of five. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start ranking all, all time. We're gonna do a yearly Petty Hall of Fame. Okay? okay. So this is gonna start. I'm gonna keep tabs on on times where I'm like. I can't give this a five because it's so good that it needs to be a six. Okay. This is one of those because it's different. It's unique. And it is really, I need to celebrate the fuck out of this guy because he is unbelievable. He is unbelievable. This is, he is in goat status. Like right now, like he is my pettiness radar, the highest level. And and I am here for, I I do this all the time. When somebody tweets out like, try this vegan uh, hot dog. I'm like, how about no? Because I don't know. I'm not eating a vegan hot dog. Like, get out of here. No, thank you. Six out of five. Love it, Fred. This is this six is what we're five. here for. Six yep. out of five. This is what we're here for. Oh, uh, six loaded, out of five. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go into some loaded vaults? Because yes. we have one. We talked about it a little bit last week, but because the Masters is more present now. Okay, we're in we're in the time of the Masters. We need to talk about the fact that if if Tiger wins the Masters, this is my question to you: Will it be the greatest unleashing in cold takes history? I don't know if it'll be the greatest unleashing in cold takes history. I, I just don't. I, top I three, top three. Top, it could be top three. I, just, okay. I, I you know, it has to be the moment has to present it. it it's it's living in the moment. You don't know what the moment's going to be like until it happens. It's it, you, 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 the. It, 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 you have to be taken away by the moment and you have to, you don't understand it until it happens. It's, it's kind of a feeling that you have. You can't really guess it, but for loaded vaults and, and, and loaded vaults are, are, are things that uh, are, are particular instances. If, if they happened, I would have a ton of takes yeah. to Just unleash so gold take takes. built up, built so up many. so many takes on it that so tiger winning the masters. I have so many takes in my vault about tiger, never going to win a major another major because it's been going on for so long. Tiger has, it's been stewing for so long. Everything about, now, let me tell you, there's no bigger event. I don't know about in terms of cold There's no bigger event that I want to happen in all of life in sports. Besides all my teams winning a national championship. And those are selfish. The, then Tiger winning the masters it, it, on a Sunday it. where he has a shot for shot battle with another player and he ends up winning. Because there's so many things that could – it will blow up sports Twitter. Sports Twitter has never seen anything like a Tiger Sunday. Tiger Sunday is – Twitter, it wasn't even – the last Tiger Sunday, I think, that was was 2008 
when he or 2009 maybe when he lost in the PGA Tour Championship to um, that that uh, Ye Yang, and then the year before maybe with the Rocco Mediate um, Tour Championship, or maybe it was the U.S. Open. I don't remember, but that's it. Twitter wasn't big at all then. I don't even think any people had Twitter. No, very few. No, no, no. So. So nobody's ever even Twitter hasn't even exploded with type, you know, and not only that, everybody would be on Twitter shot for shot, just going nuts. But the, oh, the time needed. it needed the, the, the time, it's not like basketball. Basketball is hard. Basketball goes too fast. Yeah. Like um, uh, if you if you're the finals where the games are incredible, yes. uh, it, it goes so fast because the game goes by so fast. But in golf, the shot, you take a oh. shot and you wait for so long. Yes, which is why it's great <laughs> for Twitter because we have oh so my much God. time. It would be set up. It would be talking about it. It would be stewing. There would be things going left. It would just be unbelievable. And if Tiger won, it would blow up the app. The app would be blown up. It'll shut down. Twitter sports shut sports down. Twitter would be done. I think sport it would be the it would be the it, 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 you couldn't get a higher moment on sports where no, Tiger wins a Masters. No. I don't even think it would be the penult. It would be the number one moment. It sport, would be. you can't get better. No, I quit. Sports Twitter. You, you sports quit Twitter. sports Twitter. You got to quit it. If a, no, I wouldn't Twitter. quit sports Twitter. I wouldn't. Guys, I take it back. I take it back. Fred, <laughs> I have pen in hand emoji. <laughs> no, I take it back. Emoji. Yeah, I'm not taking. I'm not quitting back. sports Twitter. Thank you. Now, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Tywin Masters a loaded vault. Yes, right. loaded loaded vault. All the takes. Uh, next next one here. Why is this? So what is happening with the Phillies situation that is making this such a loaded vault? What do, all right, what so do you the Phillies here? hired this Gabe Kapler as a young manager, yes. former player, uh, one of the most shredded athletes in the history of mankind. Have you ever seen him with his shirt off? Yes, huge. Um, yeah. So. This guy uh, comes in and he's, he's very progressive with statistics and tendencies and he's big on the stats and all these Which um, we know baseball does really well with. Baseball and progressive? Yeah, great. They love progressiveness. Right. Not, and if you ask not, somebody like – well, <laughs> a lot of people do. Like if you ask Keith Law from ESPN who loves statistics and everything – uh, he would even tell you that uh, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm pretty sure he would tell you that you use the statistics um, uh, in certain ways. You don't, you don't just solely go by statistics. Like yeah. uh, you have, probably have to, you, pro- you, you have to consider a lot of other factors too. It, it seems as if in terms of his pitching, at least in terms of the pitching, the way he makes his pitching changes, you're going by statistics and, and matchups solely. That's it. He's taking every single um, he's taking every single like kind of uh, uh, traditional strategy that baseball has used for years and, and, and changing everything all at once opening day. Now the Phillies have won one game. Yeah. Phillies fans are pissed because Phillies think that uh, Phillies fans think that they, this year they can contend at least for the playoffs to that's get into funny. the playoffs. Yeah. That's funny. No, at least to, to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Gabe Kapler, the opening day, uh, his starter, Aaron Nola, it threw five of the third innings. They were up 5-0 on the Braves, the Phillies. And he, he had thrown 68 pitches. He had scoreless, five and third scoreless innings, 68 pitches. And, um, and Kapler pulled him for a situation, like a situation. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he ended up oh throwing boy. five relievers, and they blew the game. And oh um, so the first game, he didn't get off to a good start. Uh, he used, like – a hundred relievers, a hundred hyperbolic, but he used a ton of relievers in 
his um, game, the, the next game, and they they won in 15 innings. But he must have used like six or seven, eight relievers. I don't even know how many he used. But then in the third game, he tried he tried to bring in a reliever in the third inning of the game against the Braves. He wasn't warmed up. The reliever wasn't warmed up. Oh, he had never told. He had never told. No one had ever told the reliever to start warming up. So he he called in that reliever. He went into the he went to the mound like the pit, the the manager always does with the ball. Got the ball from the pitcher who was pitching, and he he waited there. And he, <laughs> no one oh, knew what was going on. It's such amateur hour. It's exact amateur hour. It's stuff that you would never want to see from like a major league baseball manager. Like you probably see that maybe in single A. Um, it's Bush League is what it is. So the Phillies fans are pissed. I have so many takes oh, of people making fun of this guy. Yeah, well, I mean, yep. the Yankees fans, I've already saw an article in the New York Post of the Yankees questioning whether – Yeah, they booed whether, Giancarlo Stanton yesterday. They booed Giancarlo Stanton for striking out five times, and there was an article in the Post two days prior. The Yankees were two and two and on the season. Is Boone – is it ready – are we ready to call Boone a bust, Aaron Boone? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a question. They said, no, it's too soon. They said it was too soon. They said it was too soon. Villanova was a Villanova vault that got dumped. It got trashed, all the takes, because they, but it, this, for the Final Four, at least beginning of Final Four, they were a huge loaded vault. Because uh, uh, yeah. they were, everyone was giving them the Final Four. They were, they were right. They were giving them the national championship. They were right. It's a loaded vault that got trashed. They were better than everybody. They were they better got than trashed everybody. in the trash yep. heap. It's gone. Um, so, so those are the loaded vaults for this week. Root for Tiger to win the Masters. The, Root for Tiger. The Gabe Kapler one we have a while for. But uh, yeah. if they win the World Series, I'm set. And now oh I'm sure God. the Philly fans will be ready to um, admit that they were wrong. They don't care. Like, oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Sports fans are really – things sports fans are great, are great at, not – saying sorry for when they're wrong literally all of the time i have so many receipts. well they I have they, so many they're they're happy if you catch them at the right time i'm happy to do it like for sure. i i did it with uh with with jay wright because jay wright i wrote an article for outkick the coverage it's on um outkick.com jay wright when he lost five straight tournaments uh or lost in the at least he didn't get past the first weekend, five straight tournaments before they won the national championship 2016 at Villanova. And Villanova fans were getting pissed by 2015. I have one guy who said, Jay Wright sucks. And then, like, after they won, they got in the final four. I have another tweet from that same guy, Jay Wright rules. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Those are my favorite. All right. Uh, um, it's so time let's... to go off, or, uh, it's time for off your chest. Uh, oh. off, your, off your chest segment is we each have a minute, okay? We each have one minute. I'm going to count because I, I got the minute time here. Uh, and we each have a minute to go off on something that's upsetting us. All right. So I don't even know if I'm going to need a full minute because this, already, this, this, is, this might not take me a full minute. But my time starts right now. And I'm upset with Fred and Fred, pretty much everybody in Fred's generation, because they think everybody is a millennial. So the reason, the reason that this all started is, we will get to this story, but teens are doing, Gen Z is doing a lot of stupid shit, okay? They're eating Tide Pods, they're snorting condoms, and I'm tired of millennials taking the blame for this crap, because guess what? These people's parents are Xennials and Gen X, 
and they need to take responsibility for their stupid kids, all right? Because their kids are dumb. They're doing dumb shit, and I'm tired of it. And Fred on Twitter, which made me laugh, but then I was like, God damn it, Fred. <laughs> you are like, wait, I thought everybody is millennial. And I'm pretty sure that anybody that's over the age of 30, I would say 35, maybe 30, just thinks that anybody who isn't them is a millennial. So I'm upset with everybody that thinks everybody that's young is a millennial because really 24 to 34 is a millennial. Anybody else is not a millennial. So stop blaming us. 24 to 34, huh? 24 to 34. So stop blaming us for all the dumb (laughs) shit because Gen Gen Z is here to ruin the world. So you better, you better, you better get the Tide Pods out of your, out of your house because Gen Z is doing some dumb shit. So that's my, off my chest for this week. I can't wait till the Newsweek article that has Gen Z with like five different characters putting their arms together and looking up with straight stone wall faces. There'll definitely be at least one of those Parkland people on there. I think yep. uh, the, 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 um, the Gen, the millennial thing. Well, I, the goalposts are moved a lot. I'm 36. And uh, someone You're said, close. I'm You're close, but I'm not there. But I, I don't think I'm there. Like, I used, I mean, if you used a beeper back when you were in high school, you can't be in a millennial. Yeah, no. I used I a beeper. Not, I don't even know. Yeah, I was so, like, yeah, I don't know about any beepers. <laughs> there were no beepers. Yeah, Only like, my mom would beat me to get the, no, there were no cell phones. Or at least yeah, I, I had one, phone. a big one, like a real big one. But, uh, and it was like $2 a minute. That's it. If you used a beeper, you're not a millennial. That's it. That should be it. If you used a beeper in high school, okay. you're not a millennial. Officially. All right. um, so, I'm a, so I'm millennial status, 9,000. Well, I mean, I think it, this could be something. It doesn't prove that you are a millennial. If you okay. didn't use a beeper, but if you use one, no way you're in millennial. I'm right in the middle. I'm 28, so I'm okay. prime millennial. Oh yeah, you're you're I'm right in the, in the middle. You're the definition of millennial. Yeah, you're, you are yeah. millennial page. I eat so many. Pillennial. I eat so much av- I eat, I'm millennial, <laughs> and I eat lots of avocado toast and can't buy a house because I eat avocado toast. So that's 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 where we are with millennials. All right. Anthony Davis. So here's my. I, I need to get this off my chest because I All right, saw your man it starts now. Okay. okay, I saw Anthony Davis, and people have rallied behind this a lot with me. Anthony Davis did his April Fool's joke, and on April, on March 31st, he sent out a picture. It looked like he had shaved his unibrow, and people went nuts. Like, oh my god, Anthony Davis finally shaved his unibrow. Well, the next day, April 1st, he said it was an April Fool's joke. And he said, April Fool's. I don't agree with that at all. I think he's cheating. I think that you should not be able to even remotely try to execute any part of your April Fool's joke except on April Fool's. It gives you a significant advantage. If you do it only on April Fool's, people are going to be expecting it. So you have to become creative and you have to become very crafty on how you execute your joke. If you do it before April Fool's, people are going to fall for it because people aren't thinking about it. So you're taking one of the most... um, precious parts of the day and precious holidays and what you're doing is you're taking it you're moving the goalpost to another day and what you're going to start doing is seeing a slippery slope where people are going to start trying to execute their april fool's joke and they're going to start it on march 10th or march 15th they're going to set they're going to lay some eggs on march 1st and they're going to move all the way down to april fool's and it's going to be something that is is going to be you cannot declare april fool's it's a regular prank what 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 he did what anthony davis did is a prank it's not an april fool's joke he no one should say to him oh great april fools anthony great april fools no what he did was a very solid prank is what he did 
Fred's very upset with this one. I I, people will rally I'm, on it behind. It. I'm I'm with you. I'll rally the tr- I'll rally the troops. I think it's BS. Anthony Davis, you can't have an April Fool's prank that isn't on April first. That's not an April Fool's prank. Just a prank, and that's fine. Just say I got you. I pranked you. Not April Fools, because that's not April Fools. So I'm with Fred. I, I'm with I'm with I'm a listen. He redeemed himself because I was upset with Fred about the millennial comments. But we're total we're we're eye to eye on this one yeah, because yeah. guess what, Anthony, your joke was funny, but it wasn't an April Fool's joke. You didn't do it on April first, so stop trying to stop trying to cheat the rules. There's a code here for April Fool's jokes, and they got to be on April first. Sorry, I don't like where it, I, I just don't like where it's headed. You know, he's a very Slippery prominent slope, player. Man. He probably definitely you. has a million followers. He's a prominent player. People are going to see yeah. this and decide, oh, hey, well, maybe I can do jokes on April 1st. Well, before April uh, 1st, it's going to start. He, he's setting off a firestorm. It's a firestorm. We're not yeah. here for it. Uh, last here segment it. here. Last segment here. We're going to wrap things up. You may not have heard. So we try and find obscure news. Okay. So I found one and Fred's got one. So I'll quickly go to this one. Doesn't need much past the headline because teens are snorting condoms. Condom snorting challenge every parent's worst nightmare. This does this say, this is all I want to know. Do you know what a condom is supposed to be used for teenagers? Because this is not the proper use. And apparently these kids are not having sex because that is what they're using condoms for. And I'm just... This is this is a bad. I, I don't. I, I want to talk to the kid, and I'm 100 that it was a dude. Who the hell decided to snort a condom? Why did you think that this was a good idea? And please learn what the proper uses of a condom is and use them because I don't want you having kids. Okay? Because I'm terrified for what your child is going to think is a good idea. Dumbass out there. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I have ever heard of. There is a lot of dumb this things is... that happen. So Gen Z. This is so Gen Z. Gen Z, worst generation, period, end of sentence. This is so Gen Z. Here's here's what I have wondered. I have at least three questions about this. One, what does it make you high? Snorting condom. No. So so first of all, if if you're going to do anything related to snorting or you're going to do anything stupid – as a teen, yeah, you at least, at get, least high. get high. Yeah, at least yeah, get high. You're going to smoke coke. You sniff the, 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 the pen, the Sharpie. Air, yeah, the yeah. Sharpie, the aerosol cans. Something yeah, normal. Get something high. Normal. All right. Yeah, get Se- high. Second of all, are they using are – they, are, they, are they running out of condoms because they're snorting it so they have to have sex without condoms? That's terrifying. That's terrifying. That's, now, that's terrifying. Now here's As a, I said, I do not want these humans having children, so please it, use condoms. It, here's a question. Here's a question for for the parents, though. This is a very oh, this is a very very good question. Let's pose to some of these parents. Hey, dear parent, question: Do you, would you rather have your kid snorting the condom or using the condom? Wow, great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, and, and I'm saying using the condom to have sex, not yes, not it, yes. It, not it, not having sex without the condom. So like I'm saying, yeah. like so, would you rather them having sex with the condom? Or snorting, or snorting it, parents. So I don't have I don't have kids, but this is what I'm going to say. I would rather know that I just have a normal teenager that wants to have sex because I don't know that's pretty normal for a teenager, 16 years old, hormones are high, and at least they're <laughs> safe. Gen Z, man. If my kid was snorting a condom, I would think about putting them in an insane asylum because what in the hell are you doing? One is a normal thing. One is a psycho thing. 
So although I didn't don't really want my kid doing either of those things, I think one is normal. One is what in the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, so you're, I so you're going. Parents, yeah. can, this might be another poll. We might have to do a double poll this week. Uh, well, the, the parent poll. Oh, that's a really good the parent good, poll. This is a parent poll. It's a really good question. I don't think it's a really tough question. Tough question. Uh, okay. Moving on, you may not have heard, and this is really, I don't know why, I think this is really, these are the things that really get me, and I, there's no reason for it. Uh, American Greed, <laughs> American Greed, I like the show with the, where they talk about the con man, the fraudsters on CNBC. It's on every Wednesday, it's on tonight, and I saw an advertisement for it. So um, I'm going to advertise for it for free. It says American Greed is showing up, so there's a lawyer, uh, it's about a lawyer who committed a, con, uh, a fraud, who was, who was arrested for fraud. For a $500 million fraud, his last name is Khan. He's a con man named Fraud. I mean, con man <laughs> named Khan. Yes. It's like in Seinfeld with the, the library cop. His name was Bookman. And then Kramer said Love it's it. like an ice cream man named Cone. Cone. So, so is there any other coincidental names out there? Can you think of it? Someone told me Fielder. Cecil and Prince yeah, Fielder because they're Fielders. Prince Fielder. Although Prince Fielder yeah. probably would have been better as the DH. That's ironic, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, ball. it's funny because he's not a great fielder. <laughs> the balls, there's well, plenty of balls, like Alonzo Ball. Yeah, Alonzo Ball. Alonzo Ball. The but ball also, there's a kicker. It was a kicker for Pitt. His name was Blewett. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's that right, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's an ironically good name. It's an ironically good name, yeah. We're going to need, we're gonna need Twitter. We need you to come up with some great ones here. Yeah. So we need coincidental, coincidental names. names. Ball, Fielder, Blewett. There's probably yeah. way more. I was looking for a foot uh, soccer player named Foot, but I couldn't find. I might it. even I might even have by next week. There's going to be some petty page stickers that I'm going to start giving away on the pot. Okay. So for people that for people that submit pettiness to us and people that submit coincidental name coincidental names, we might get I might get some petty page stickers and then some pod stickers to give away. Some okay. pot with the logo. I would yeah, Love petty it. page sticker would be probably the. The prime award to give. Yeah, Petty Page. Petty Page approved. Petty Page approved. (laughs) Fred, this was great stuff, like usual. Uh, I feel like I learned something, and I'm terrified a little bit. John Carlos Stan just hit a home run. John Carlos Stan just hit a home run. This minute. They're cheering him now. Oh, Yankees fans are the woat. And, uh, yeah, we we learned a lot today. We learned a lot today, but mostly... We need you to be part of our pod. So uh, rate and review this on iTunes. Give us a five. Tell us what you love about the pod. Uh, we really will appreciate that. And I'm going to start giving some uh, gear away to people who review us. So hit us up on Twitter and let me know if you left us a review. And I'll make sure you get something. So, Fred, how can everybody follow you um, on Twitter and on Instagram? If follow me on Twitter at Old Takes Exposed. Instagram, Freezing Cold Takes. And Facebook, Freezing Cold Takes. Yeah, be sure to follow him all over the place. You'll find uh, different stuff. We're going to clip up the pod, make sure everybody can find it everywhere. And I am at the underscore sports page with an I on Twitter, and I'm the sports page all the way through with an I again on Instagram. Follow us. Good stuff. Fred, thank you for joining me. Have a good, uh, have a good rest of your week, and we'll, uh, we'll be back this week again teasing an interview. So I'm not telling you who it's with, but we'll be back. All right.